This is casual climbing. Hello and welcome to Casual Climbing, a Heroes of the Storm podcast all about climbing the rank ladder in this game of ours and trying to beat ladder anxiety. Basically, trying to have fun. <laughs> welcome. I'll be honest, this week I was planning on doing a hero kind of spotlight on Brightwing, but then this week happened. If you don't know, there was a patch that came in last week, and this week they released a PTR build with Deathwing and the new Nexus Anomaly Experience Globe thing. <laughs> so I'm not going to talk about Brightwing this week. Instead, I will be talking about what has come and what is coming. I'm not going to go very deeply into it, but I will be talking about kind of what's happened, what's going on. So basically, this is a news episode, the first one. I'm excited because, well, it's just been kind of small things, so now I just get to talk about what's going on, and I like it. So let's dive into the first balance patch that came out November 22nd, which is a bit more than a week ago now. There is a lot that happened, and a lot that affected me, or I guess some that affected me, and a lot that affected a lot of people, because there's a lot of different heroes that got tweaked. Uh, some heroes had a fairly big change, but most were just kind of smaller buffs or nerfs, you know? And I mean, there really are a lot of changes to heroes. There are 16 different heroes that have been tweaked or adjusted. And I'm going to uh, talk about two of them, and then I'm just going to read them up right now. And if you play any of these characters often, you should check out the PTR notes, sorry, the patch notes, and read what has happened, what has changed. So the, the heroes that have changed are Arthas, Diablo, Leoric, Sonia, Alexstrasza, Rhaegar, Tyrande, White Mane, Alarak, Genji, Junkrat, Kel'Thuzad, Nasibo, and Lunara. I'm gonna, there's also changes to Brightwing and Zagara, but I'm going to talk about those a little bit more. Uh, so if you play any of those heroes, take a look at the patch notes, because there are some substantial changes. Most of them are just small tweaks, like both, both Arthas and Diablo are just tiny little, little buffs, just to kind of make them, them fit in better and be a bit more picked up. Sonya got a nice buff, so all you Sonya players, way to go. Um, and it kind of worked now that I was planning to talk about Brightwing because they changed her. Brightwing going through weird phase right now. <gasps> there it goes again. What they did is that they changed three talents. At level one, they changed Greater Polymorph, her W uh, talent which used to reset the cooldown of Polymorph when on, on takedowns. When you did a takedown, Polymorph was reset, and you could just cast it again. What they've done now, uh, it's, it still gives the, the extra range, but there's an additional functionality. If Brightwing hits an enemy hero with Arcane Flare's center damage while they are Polymorphed, then reduces Polymorph's cooldown by 6 seconds and gains... 50 mana. So, uh, basically, it's no longer you can just keep polymorphing if you're having a roll. 
but rather it's more of a long-term talent now, which I like. I very rarely took this, which maybe I should have, but I usually, I haven't. I might be more willing to do now, to take it now. Usually I take the, uh, the trait that, that lowers the cooldown of your teleport, just because I like to have that extra movement um, around, around the map. But this is it kind of, actually, for some people, it might make it less valuable or less attractive. But to me, it, it heightens it because I, I don't find that I use takedown so much. Sorry, polymorph in takedowns, but, but more as a defensive and sometimes when I chase. So, I mean, maybe I haven't used it correctly, but I like this change. But something I like even more is a level 7 talent called Critical Mist. Uh, they've added another functionality. So usually uh, Critical Mist used to um, make so that your trait, your D ability, more than just freeing everyone in your area from disabling effects, uh, it, used, it changed it so that you would also heal them. Now, Soothing Mist heals allied heroes for 150 and double this healing if a disabling effect is removed. So basically it gives you more reliable healing, even if no one is CC'd, but you see, oh, someone is dying, you always have reliable heal right now. And it's just nice that if you if you use it correctly and you actually freeze someone from a disabling effect, you're, re you're rewarded even more. So that is a, a really great change. It's a buff, <laughs> definitely. And it works even better with the level 13 talent that they've changed, which is called Safety Dust. Level 13 is where you have uh, different talents that adjusts your pixie dust. And so they changed the one that increases the bonus healing. It used to be bonus healing increased by 25. It is now 75, uh, which basically means that if you put down your pixie dust on someone, you can heal them like, I mean, a crazy amount. Uh, this together with the, the critical mist, which makes your soothing mist heals even more. And then if you do this with your blink heal, it's a really reliable way of getting uh, your allies up to full health. You should pop your pixie dust, do a blink heal, and if they're still low, just do a, a soothing mist. I mean, that should save most people. Uh, and I, I really like this. I mean, this is, this is gonna make Brightwing so much stronger the way I play her. Uh, I usually go for Blink Heal, and this is a very welcome change. Thank you. Brightwing wins! <laughs> you know, you would make a powerful addition to my swarm. The next hero I wanted to talk about was Sagara. They have, I would say, buffed her. They've changed her and so that she's so that she's, I guess, more all-round. She works better in more scenarios. So, base-wise, they have increased her basic attack damage from 76 to 85, which is very welcome. Um, and then in the talents. <laughs> Level 1, they've changed three different talents, basically all the talents. Uh, her Q, Volatile Acid, uh, it no longer increases bailing damage against non-heroic targets, but instead it increases the damage of bailings by 20% flat. This means that this talent is much more viable all, all around. It's going to deal more damage to heroes, 
and also heroic targets, which means bosses and everything else. It's gonna increase your damage on heroes. It's gonna decrease your your uh, your structure damage somewhat if you've used if you used to pick in this because you're gonna do less damage against non-heroic targets, but you're gonna do more damage with your banelings overall. They also changed corpse feeders, which is her E. Um, it no longer reduces Roachling damage against non-heroic sources, but instead increases the health of Roachlings by 30%. Basically, it now <laughs> makes your Roachlings stay longer. I rarely take this, but I guess it's nice. If you're trying to siege, it's easier because since Tower focuses summons over heroes, it gives you a little bit more time to actually burst down that tower or that core. So if, you, if you're a sieger, and this is a good, good update. And then they have changed Infest, which gives initial damage bonus for ranged minions increased from 100 to 125. Uh, this is the, the talent that usually increases that. So your creep increases the damage uh, for ranged minions. It, yeah, it increases the damage for all minions within your creep. And now they've buffed that so that ranged minions damage is increased from 100 to 125%. So Infest is going to be the the, the go-to if you really, if you want to push early game, I guess. Uh, push lanes often. Uh, corpse feeders for the E for the Roachlings is more of a solo siege, I guess, but Infest is going to be, if you want to get that structure damage, that's definitely the way to go. Level 4, they've changed one talent which is Serrated Spines, which is what I usually do because I like it, it's fun. Uh, serrated Spines, uh, basically, it used to increase, every time you attack an enemy hero, it increases your basic attack damage by 0.3 flat damage. Now they've changed that from that to instead increase your damage to 0.2% per stack. So every time you attack an enemy hero, your attack damage is increased by 0.2%. So there's no max stacks. So if you're good at stacking and auto attacking, you can get your attack damage real high. And I, I like this because when you when I manage to actually play well, I wreck. You just delete people and that's so fun. Yeah, so I'm happy with that. I think it's gonna be more of a, a late game buff. It's not so much early game because then obviously flat damage is gives you more, but the percentage-wise gives you more late-game and potential. Happy with that. Level 7. I mean, this is going to keep going. There's three more levels. Level 7, 10, and 16. But level 7, they have changed the Baneling Massacre, which used to increase the damage of Banelings, as well as increase the number. Now, it increases the number of Banelings you can, you can have, the stacks, but it also reduces uh, the charge cooldown of banelings by 0.5 seconds. So you'll have more banelings more often, uh, which in the long run gives you more damage, but the initial impact is not going to give you more damage, which is, I guess, this is their way of balancing out that 20% extra damage to heroes uh, so that it doesn't just wreck, but they instead change so you can do more banelings more often um, with a little bit lower damage. But I'm okay with that. Level 10, small buff to Devouring Maw. Its mana cost is reduced from 100 to 70, and its damage is increased from 82 to 94. So, small buff, which is nice. Uh, when you get those Devouring Maws, it feels good. 
And when you get those three in and you have two left out, it just feels good. So buff is always welcome. Thank you. Level 16. They have removed Brood Expansion, which was the W talent. It's gone. Instead, they've changed the other three. Corrosive Saliva, which increases the damage of your Hunter Killer against heroes, it is now reduced from 2.5% extra to 1.75% maximum health. But they've added the functionality that now also causes Roach Limbs to deal additional damage equal to 0.75 maximum health to enemy heroes. So instead of just increasing the damage of your Hunter Killers, it also increases the damage of your Roachlings against enemy heroes. So there'll be more value in actually getting your Roachlings on the hero, not just your Hunter Killers. Next, Mutalisk, the W, which changed the Hunter Killer into a Mutalisk, and that increased damage. But the additional functionality, it reduces the cooldown of Hunter Killer by four seconds. So it's kind of a big, uh, cooldown reduction on on your hunter killer, I guess mutalisks, which is a buff, obviously. Um, so, I mean, thank you. I'll take it. And then there's a new talent since they removed brood expansion, uh, which is called Jagged Barbs, uh, and it's for for her trait. And it says, when on creep, Segara's attack range is increased by an additional ten percent, and her basic attack damage is increased by thirty percent. So. If you are going for that basic attack damage, if you are stacking them stacks, you better go this and you better stay on your creep because 30% extra basic attack damage is pretty gnarly. Basically, there is an auto attack build on Zagar that is really viable again. I am so happy about this. Um, that's usually the way I build Zagara. Sometimes I try to go more CG, but it's so much more fun to just see those heroes go down. Um, so I'm gonna, I've, I've tried this out a few times. It's gone so so, you know, I, I can see the numbers go up, but I still need to readjust my gameplay uh, so that I can actually win games as well and not just get high numbers. So there's a big difference between those things. So those are the two things that have affected me mostly in this patch the Brightwing and the Zagara changes. <clears throat> Again, check out the patch notes so you know if your heroes have changed. Um, it is important. Now, let's move on to what's coming up. A PTR build was released on the 25th of November, just a few days ago. And as I said, it includes Deathwing and also the Nexus Anomalies, the Experience Globes. I'm not going to talk too much about it because basically what I said last week, nothing has changed. And they've clarified a few things. So like they, they said these heroes are the ones who have different uh, rules to this, like Ragnaros Lava Wave will actually collect Experience Globes. Um, Abathur's symbiote is treated as a hero, and also Semuro's mirror image or Nova's holo clones are also treated as a hero. So you can pick up in a few different ways. But it doesn't seem like Last Hitting a Minion will, will give you the experience, so you gotta get in there and you gotta pick them up. But they will start following you if you're within 6 range, and they will be collected when you're at 1.5 range. I haven't tried this, but from what I've heard, 
it, it works well. People are people are happy with it. I've been listening to Into the Nexus. Both Garrett and Kyle seem very happy with it. Seems like it's gonna change the meta. See who who really knows how to play the macro game, because that's kind of what this is promoting: macro game and getting that extra experience. So that's coming, and I assume this is gonna come very soon, like in a week. Uh, but so then we can really try these experience globes. They're already on the PTR if you want to try that. There's going to be a Toys 2 event. So that's going to be the, the from December 16th to February 3rd. There's going to be the Toys 2 event. So it's going to be similar to last year, um, sounds like, uh, and probably some new loot. Um, loot chests are changed. There's a few changes to AI to make them work better. And then there's Deathwing. I mean, I'm not going to go in too hard on Deathwing because there's a lot of guides out there already. If you want to hear a good breakdown, listen to Into the Nexus, check any stream. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of good places to get um, get info on this. Or even check the official Heroes of the Storm spotlight. It's a good one. Kevin is back, so that's lovely. I'm not going to talk too much about him. Uh, already spent too much talking about heroes today. So, um, there's going to be the, the Brightwing Destroyer skin, which I'm so excited about. It looks grand. Going to buy that straight out. And then there's also going to be a few bundles for the Toys event. There's a few skins for that. There's Tickle Mephisto and Cosmonaut Kira. Check them out. It all looks great. And then there's also the new mount, the toy train, which seems like we can actually hook them together and just join in a nice old train ride. I'm down. It looks fun. So there are things coming soon to Heroes of the Storm. Uh, check out the PTR if you're into those kinds of things, or check out the PTR notes to read more about the Nexus Anomaly, the Experience Globes, or about Deathwing. And that about wraps it up about what's new, what's already here, and what's coming very soon. So let's dive into how I've been doing. Boringly enough, there's not too much to say. Um, I have been kind of swinging up and down in my silver games. I've, as I said last week, I got up to silver two, and I this week I've, I've been up to silver one for a little bit and then back down to silver two and then close to silver one and then back down a little bit but i haven't gone lower than silver two so you know i'm starting to stabilize uh which is good i mean i'm happy to see that i'm not i'm not actually falling and falling which means i'm i'm not worse than silver two uh, which was a bit of a you know the laddering side, like, oh, should I really be in, in bronze? <laughs> you know, what's my actual skill level? So I guess that's good, but I'm also not climbing. So obviously I need to keep a lookout. I'm, I'm, I think I have a, a, a over 50% win rate this season, uh, which is good. Um, but it doesn't really make you climb all that much. So, you know, just chilling out in Silver 2 right now. I also realized that this season seriously ends in like a week i'm not sure of the exact date but it's very soon so if i want to if i want to do any sort of climbing it's got to happen now so it would be so much fun to make it to gold um but we'll see what happens so basically not a lot's going on i'm in steady silver and honestly the interesting thing about this week has been my ladder anxiety because i experienced it hard i was 
you know, getting close to silver three again, because it's, it's up and down so much in these games, you know? You lose two games and you're down uh, one step. You win two games and you're almost up one. So ladder anxiety was going hard. But, and I was, I played one ramp game yesterday and I, I lost and I was like, oh no, I don't want to play again. Like, what is going to happen if I, if I, I fell out of silver one and went to silver two? Like, ah, I'll just stop. But then I was like, no, you're doing this to beat ladder inside. It doesn't actually matter where you end up. If you go to bronze, that's fine. You're in bronze. Especially since the season is ending soon, you can just change that. And so I kept playing and, and I, I, I stayed in Silver 2. So I am getting there. It's still no fun because it feels like you want to preserve what you got instead of challenging yourself. But I'm getting there. And I'm, I'm having a lot of fun, honestly. I'm starting to really find the love for Heirs of the Storm again. So I'm happy. So far, this podcast has worked for me. Um, so positive all around. And with that, this week of casual climbing is done. So check out these patch notes, check out the PTR, get out there, kill some heroes, destroy some cores, and let's get to it.